Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you guys to a good friend of mine. We met uh, back in Utah a couple of years ago at a Bureau of Digital event. I immediately developed um, a, an instant bromance with her husband. We all became friends. We started hanging out. Uh, and it just so happens that our next guest is also an operations consultant, so lives and breathes the financial and operations um, aspects of agencies, has worked with a lot of really cool agencies, has helped them get to exit. So I'm super excited to introduce you guys to her. Uh, she is the founder of a company called We Consult and helps agencies scale their business by focusing on improving their financials, business administration, infrastructure, performance management, culture. Um, and she's helped a few of her clients recently get to an exit. Uh, she spent her entire career in finance and operations, both for agencies and tech companies. And when she's not doing all of these things, she's gallivanting around town with her husband, Evan, uh, and exploring the great outdoors and doing all kinds of things, which I'm jealous about because as I mentioned earlier, Evan and I have a bromance, but unfortunately we live on opposite sides of the continent. So we don't get to see each other very much. So with all that, I'm very excited to introduce uh, and welcome you to the show, Melanie Chandrang. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, this is amazing. That, what an introduction. That's awesome. I would like to, let's just talk about Evan this entire time. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. a good topic for the show. I yeah. just thought I can't can't possibly go through this whole episode without mentioning him um, because let's, let's just do an AMA about Evan. Yeah, um, that's I do probably a good idea. remember this sticks out to me in my memory that when we first met, it was you and Evan immediately like locked eyes with each other and were <laughs> magnets. And then you guys literally chose a table that I like wasn't even sitting at to sit down for dinner. I'm like, guys. I'm also here. Let's acknowledge that. I would, I'm here for the conference, not Evan. So there was just so much to talk about Canadian. We both are into tech. I mean, I where know. do I start? It's but great. we're not here to talk about Evan today. We're here to talk about you, Melanie. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. So I'm really excited to dig into a few things that I think you can bring a lot of insights to our, um, to our agency friends on. Um, and I think two of the things that you think really well about are obviously process and financials and, and all of the you know operations of the business, because that's what you do. Yeah. But I think more than that is there's that level, which is super tactical. And then there's kind of the next level, which is how do you actually develop a culture inside of a company um, that allows you to not only implement these things, but actually maintain and improve them over time? Because you as a consultant can come in and help them with that in the short term and obviously get a lot of things done. But after you leave, right, how do we make sure that that keeps going? So that's kind of the frame for the conversation. But before we jump into all of that stuff, I yeah. want to give I want you to maybe just take a moment to explain to people, you know, who you are and what you do, just in case I haven't done it justice in the yeah. introduction. Mel, yeah. talk to that. Uh, well, yeah. So I have my own uh, agency for agencies um, and I help 
owners with all things operations. And so that can be anything from getting financials buttoned up um, to HR, to just running business administrative stuff, um, to getting services um, processes in, in good shape. Um, and so I'm usually, you know, the back of the house and there's usually uh, an agency of about, you know, say 40 people, there might be one or two operations people that exist in the organization. So, um, yeah, that's what I do in a nutshell. And I kind of, um, you know, link up with these agencies and, and help them, um, establish their initiatives that are going to make the biggest impact. And then also I stay around to execute those initiatives, which is different from just a traditional consultant that will have a kind of a strategy session and then lay out initiatives and then say, okay, you and your team can go execute on these. I uh, offer my services to help execute if they don't have someone like me in-house. So, cool. Yeah. And You've done a lot of interesting things. I think your experience spans across a lot of, to your point, like a lot of different disciplines within the operations of an agency. What's the coolest thing, you know, that you've ever worked on just out of curiosity? Because I think it'd yeah. be interesting. To know. Yeah, yeah. I have worked on a lot of really cool projects. I would say what comes to mind for me, and I can't think of one coolest project, but what comes to mind for me is anything related to people and culture. I'm very, very passionate about that. Um, early on in my career, I got my foot in the door to be able to help manage people and then create these uh, systems within the organization for performance management and making sure that just culture is thriving. Um, and so those projects are ones that stand out to me as being just really fun to work on. Um, so I've done a couple culture audits, if you if you want to call it that. I, I hate the word audits. It sounds scary, but basically okay. it's me going in and analyzing, okay, what's the health of the company and culture? Um, and so that would involve, you know, reviewing a, um, if, if the company has like a culture assessment or survey that the employees have taken, looking into that data, and then also looking into data from exit interviews. That's a really valuable tool that I recommend that all companies have um, implemented looking through that and then also doing one-on-one -on -one interviews with people and, and really trying to extract all of that data from them and information that is going to give me a better picture of what is working really well and maybe some areas for improvement. Uh, and then so I lay out those initiatives and then and then help them tackle um, those to, to help improve culture. So um, those have been really cool experiences. So. Well, that sounds really interesting. And I want to dig into that a little bit more if you're open to it. Yeah. Um, out of all of these different times that you've you've had a chance to work on this, what have been some of the the interesting things that you've noticed across many agencies that typically are problematic in their culture? Any patterns that you recognize? Yeah, I mean, one topic that we actually discussed at the um, the bureau event last year was the um, concept, well, the difference between um, culture and benefits and perks, right? Like when you're at an agency, um, you know, it's kind of the norm these days to have a kegerator and, um, you know, you can have your uh, skateboards and like, you know, skate around the building and just like a lot of really cool activities and events. Um, and sometimes people will get caught up in the perks and, and think of them as culture, but that's not necessarily what you know, culture is. Um, and so the culture is, you know, when shit gets tough, like how are the teams coming together and tackling these initiatives? 
Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but just went off on a little tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do remember that conversation and I think, you know, the way I summarize that is like, there's a difference between having a, a ping pong table in the office and not being judged when you play ping pong in the middle of the day with your colleagues. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah, I mean, good. highlighting things like that to the organization. And, and, and then also, um, I've had to have tough conversations with leadership. Um, I am from the mindset that culture comes from the bottom down to the employees. And no matter how flat your organization is and how, you know, tr- even you try to make things, they are always going to look up to the CEO and, and the leadership team. And so however that leadership team operates and how they go about their day is how the rest of the team is going to act. You know, if there's the CEO comes to a meeting and um, they're on their laptop the entire meeting and not really contributing to the conversation, other people are going to follow suit. And so I think what I try to, um, you know, I guess impress on people is that that's, that's really important um, to just act as you would want the others to act. So so there you have it, CEOs. You got to stay off your BlackBerry. Do people still use Blackberries? That's who's I what I know. That was a very age, yeah. aging reference. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, that was, yeah, I remember black, back when the BlackBerry curve was the hot cell phone when I was in high school. It's, uh, I never good. got on that train. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> yeah, I could never afford one back then. I had, a, I had the, the, the little slide out keyboard on the side, but I digress. Um, So to dig in a little bit more on culture, I'm really curious, like as it relates to operations, I think this is a place that a lot of people um, struggle with. When you're making big operational changes, sometimes it's a real challenge to actually get those new processes or new, you know, tools or whatever it is that you're implementing adopted in the agency. And what's even harder is making sure that you don't have to kind of rebuild everything later on, that you have a culture that encourages people to contribute and improve process on an ongoing basis and pay attention to it. What are some of the things that in your experience agencies kind of need to focus on or get right in order to start to create that within their company to create just process like a culture for process or that yeah the culture for process yeah I mean like I said I I think it's really imperative that the leadership team understand the importance and then they are talking about it you know I I like to say you know, to people that are in a management role or supervisor role or leadership role that you kind of have to repeat yourself a billion times for the team to really adopt something. And so if culture is something or culture, if process is something that you want to embed in your culture, then you really have to value it and then also talk about the importance of it to the team. Um, And so, so yeah, I, I mean, for me, the process of creating process, which I I might be jumping ahead, but, um, you know, that for me is, I would say people have to learn how things are currently done. You know, as a consultant, I can jump in and say, okay, you need to do change X, Y, and Z, but it's really important to understand why things are being done the way that they are. Um, and then, you know, go from there and have kind of like a baseline understanding of, of, um, yeah, what's already in place. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a really important point too, is attaching the why to it. And I think that comes back to the conversation piece, right? Um, I know in, in our experience, a lot of times when we're talking to clients, um, one of the things that they've got to either get better at or just implement is time tracking um, in order to get value from a lot of services that we offer and, and soon the, the product that we're going to offer. And employees, when they understand why time tracking is important, such a different conversation, such a different amount of buy-in when you show them like, here's why we're doing this. It's not because we want want to be a big brother. It's because like, you know, 10 or 20% of our profit at the end of the year depends on how you spend your time. So yeah. we want to make sure that we do that. Yeah. Um, so that why I think to your point is very, very important, not only in understanding what's currently happening, but also in being able to have a narrative around what's going to happen and how things are changing. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, from my personal experience, I've trained a lot of people to, uh, you know, take on a bigger operations role, for example. And in those cases, um, or maybe I've stepped into a role where, you know, an operations person is leaving. Um, in those cases, having process around those responsibilities is so important. And I've seen it gone poorly. Um, you know, I've seen it gone from, having someone in the company for years and years and then they leave and there's this really big gaping hole of, you know, just responsibilities and how to, to actually execute those responsibilities. So um, for me, it's just a security measure to have these processes in place. And obviously that as well as making sure that the team understands what they're supposed to be doing and it just makes things way more efficient. They don't have to follow it to a T, but at least they'll have maybe a checklist for, um, you know, at the end of a project, what that, what that needs to look like so that they're not handing off assets to the client before we get paid. Right. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. I want to dig into one other thing that I think is very, very interesting, which is around how you've helped agencies get ready for an exit. Because I think this is something that a lot of agency owners are not thinking about when they're, you know, planning out their life of like, I'm going to build this thing and then yeah. it's going to get acquired and then I'm going to go buy a yacht and send my kids to college. Um, and they're generally thinking about, well, if I have this much revenue and this many employees and this is how much I can sell it for. But a yeah. lot of the nuanced details in how you're going to get valued comes down to your process. And so I'm really curious, you know, from your experience, what are some of those things that agencies really need to get right in order yeah. to actually have a saleable business when it comes to their process? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a, an expert um, when it comes to acquisitions by any means, but I've been through enough of them at this point that uh, I've seen some themes emerge. And so the first one um, is probably make sure that you have your financials in order as well as um, that you're tracking metrics, because obviously that is going to be the, the starting conversation for, you know, what your valuation is for the company. Um, if you're not able to speak to your metrics, uh, you're not able to really see how you stack up against, you know, industry standard. And that's going to put you at a really big disadvantage when you're having discussions um, in an acquisition. Uh, and then the second thing I would say is obviously process. Um, you know, one of the agencies that I, I helped recently that was acquired um, earlier this year, the acquiring company, I was really um, pleased to hear that one of the reasons that they actually acquired this company is because they had such robust processes in place. And um, like, obviously, as an operations person, I'm like beaming, like, that's amazing. Because most people, you know, think process is so boring, and just something that you have to check off the list, but it can be really valuable to your team and to your company, um, if it comes down to it. 
Um, and then the last thing I would say is obviously because in the agency world, you know, we have the services team and that is what is uh, making our revenue uh, to really make sure that the teams are taken care of, not in terms of like a, just a financial standpoint, but from a, I think, honest, like having an honest conversation about why you're ha being acquired. Um, I think is really important because if you're having maybe some issues um, with your current agency and you have the opportunity to be acquired and you just kind of skim over like, hey, there's this new opportunity, people are going to see right through that. They want to hear the honest truth of what you're dealing with and what some of the issues are and how this acquiring company is going to solve those issues. Um, so yeah, that would be my like top three things that I would recommend to agencies looking to get acquired or maybe think about it in future. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. And the amount of times that I've seen projects go sideways, I it scares me that people don't track time. Um, you know, you, you've heard it before where it's like, oh, yeah, we estimated X amount of hours for development and then development ends up taking twice as long. If you're not tracking that time, that just is, like you said, a black hole. And you're I don't know where those hours are going. I, I you can't really <laughs> measure anything. That's, that's just scary for me, the unknown um, of all of that. So and like generally the only situation. I can imagine an acquisition where that kind of information is not going to be important to the acquirer is if you're like being acquired by a brand to essentially become their in-house marketing team. But any sophisticated um, uh, like private equity firm is going to want to know that information. Any big agency is going to want to know that information because that's how they operate. And they understand that these are the critical fundamental economic levers in the business and that's how they're going to increase the profitability. So if you're not doing it, um, yeah, you're going to lose a ton of leverage in that conversation for yeah. sure. Yeah. So next to that, it's, you talked about processes. So is there like an 80, 20, um, where it, there's like a handful of processes that are going to like really level you up versus having no processes. What are the most important yeah. ones in your mind that, you know, an agency wants to make sure that they have as a foundation um, to kind of give them the opportunity to be in a better position? Yeah, I would say the first one that comes to mind is having a process around the sales process. Um, mm -hmm. So when you're not just sales, but obviously quoting projects, um, if that's, that's what you do, um, then there has to be a certain, um, you know, checklist, if you will, uh, for the salesperson to make sure that they're hitting all those um, just important uh pieces of information when they're writing up a contract. Um, I've seen a lot of agencies where they don't get the team involved early on. And then the salesperson's just out there, you know, selling a project and then it gets delivered over to the team and it's a complete nightmare. So yeah. having a process for that saying, okay, at this point of the sales process, we're going to have, you know, our lead, uh, you know, creative director or developer come in and help estimate this uh, and then sign off on it. And then you have kind of your, 
stamp of approval. And then from there, once it's signed, where does it go? Does it just go into the ether and people are scrambling and you're putting a team together? Like there has to be some structure around that to really get things um, operating smoothly. So um, that's one that comes to mind. And then the second one is um, just, uh, you know, from that point into the services and how they go about things, having some type of process around that, you know, saying, okay, when I get a new project, this is what I do. This is what I have to set up is, you know, a kickoff meeting. I have to make sure that everyone's added to the time tracking software. I need to make sure. So all of that stuff needs to happen. And then when you're in the project, you know, there's going to be things like, uh, you know, user interviews, that's going to be a step in the process. Is that something that we need to do? doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it if it's on the checklist, but at least you have that to kind of, you know, remind yourself that that is something that you should think about. Um, and like I referenced earlier, like when the, a project ends, I have seen so many times where assets will be delivered and, you know, the accounting person will say, did we get that final payment of 25% of the project? And they're like, oh, oops, no, we didn't do that. And so it's just making sure that things like that don't slip through the cracks. Um, and then lastly, I would say, I don't know if this is one, it's not one process, but I being in an operations role would love to see someone have like an operations manual in place to have uh, the processes captured for all of the HR, finance, business admin stuff um, put together. So, yeah. All right. So there you have it. So you've got the sales process and the quoting process, which I agree is super important because when that's being done by a commission salesperson with no context for what it means to deliver something, yeah. that is a recipe for disaster. I've oh, seen yeah. it times and you have to they sell it they throw it over the fence and the creative team is like what, what is this <laughs> uh, so sales process and then the onboarding process to get the client into the project get it kicked off make sure you got everything you need locked in and then of course the kind of offboarding process for making sure you deliver the assets get paid so essentially just like a fundamental delivery process um and even if the middle of it is a black box, like that's not even necessarily the end of the world, but as long as it starts and finishes with the right kind yeah. of key points and you make sure that it, it happens in a bit of a smooth way, totally agree with that. And then finally, yeah. um, just making sure you've got your operations dialed in. And I think that's honestly, to your point earlier, is more of a redundancy thing. Like in case your ops manager quits, you're yeah. not like completely uh, screwed. You can bring yeah. somebody and bring people in to manage parts of the process. Right. So I love that. I yeah. hope you guys are writing that down at home. Those are all golden nuggets. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about the importance of time tracking. We've talked about some of the things that are important in an acquisition. We've talked about culture and how, you know, leaders need to kind of set the example for those things and repeat themselves. Um, and that's something I've heard time and time again. Um, one of the guys that re I recently talked to that said this was, um, you know, at proof. And he said, you know, that as our company gets bigger, I find myself just having to say the same thing more often. Yeah. Um, is like that just becomes your role as a CEO is to just kind of make sure that you're constantly, constantly, constantly driving a message. Yeah. So that's important. We've talked about a lot of things and to wrap it up, I mean, I want to ask you, is there any final advice that you have for those agencies out there that are just looking to get better at operations, get more yeah. profitable, get more saleable, yeah. um, or we part ways today? Yeah, I would say, I mean, touching back on culture, I 
think it's just really important for, uh, you know, there to be a culture of just openness and, I mean, vulnerability, if you will. I know that's not a great word. When people hear that, they're like, I'm not, I don't want to be vulnerable in front of my team, but that it goes such a long way if leadership is open and honest. Like, you have to strike a balance between, um, you know, uh, striking fear in the hearts of people. Like if they're worried that they're going to have a job, um, you know, you have to have that balance. But if you're working on something and you say, this is not the best version of what we're currently capable of, um, then you can say that. And I think that really goes a long way. And if people see that as a leader, you're working on yourself and working on the organization, they're going to be, uh, more prone to coming up to bat and saying, okay, I think this needs to be improved, I can help here, um, and just creating an environment where they feel safe to discuss those things. I have also seen cultures where it, you know, if you bring up a mistake or a problem in the process, you, the hammer comes down on you. And that is something that is just so detrimental to culture because then people start hiding how they feel and hiding mistakes and they're not coming um, with solutions um, that are ultimately going to improve your organization. So that's my last, my last words is to, to really um, focus on that and, and embrace that if you can. Awesome. I think uh, wise words from Melanie as usual. Uh, so I think you've brought a lot uh, of valuable insight to the podcast today. And I'm sure there's lots of people listening that want to connect with you, want to follow you, and maybe even want to reach out to you. So if there are some folks listening that are in that position, where should they find you on the World Wide Web? Yeah, I have my website. They can reach out there. I've got a contact form. It's weconsult.io. And then I'm on LinkedIn and I've got an Instagram with the same um, handle. And so they can reach out um, any of those channels. And yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone. Awesome. And if you're listening, I will make sure I leave all of that in the show notes. So just scroll down and you'll be able to link right up to Melanie and get in touch with her and learn and enjoy all of the nice things that she has to share. Uh, Melanie, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and I'm excited for the next time I'm down in California and we yes. get to all hang out and uh, get I get to do with Evan again. I get to, we get just the bromance gets to happen again. Uh, and uh, I just always appreciate you know, our conversations, it's not that often that I get to nerd out with somebody that lives and breathes this side. The often untalked about, not that sexy side of agencies that doesn't touch on the creativity or the sales, but in my opinion, is one of the most important things for us to be discussing. So just a pleasure as always to have you on the show. And I, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. And, you know, like you said, operations um, and the side of the agency can be really lonely. So I'm grateful for people like you um, kind of spreading the word. So <laughs> thanks. All right. And for those of you listening at home, we appreciate you tuning in. Let us know what you got from this episode. Leave, leave us a comment wherever you're listening to this and tune in for the next episode to meet our next guest. And until then, have a great day. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeta.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. 
With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.